Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people. And we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. We hope this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now let's get to this week's episode. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you from the subject title today, Back to Basic. Back to Basic. Could you type that word basic in the chat, sec- in the chat section for me, please? Um, basic. You know, that word basic gets a bad rap. I think if we are candid, uh, you know, if someone is called basic, that's kind of a put down. And if someone is basic, that means that they are they're unexciting or they're boring and it's just that, you know, it's just, they're just, they're just, you're so basic. You know, even Vox Online, which is a news site online, wrote an article uh, a little while back uh, that was titled this, A Beginner's Guide to Everyone's Favorite New Insult, Basic. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's the new insult is to call people basic. But when you actually look at the definition of that word basic, that word actually means forming an essential foundation or starting point, fundamental. And when praying about what to talk about today, I really felt the Lord tell me to tell you that it's time to get basic. It's time to get basic. And when you look at the definition of that word basic being the foundation for something, when we look at what the foundation was in church, with, with church in its earliest form, when you go back and you dive into the book of Acts, which is the recorded history of the early church, you'll actually find what the most basic thing was about the early church was prayer. Was prayer. So much so that the words prayer or praying or prayed or prayer were actually mentioned 34 times in that one book, the book of Acts, by itself. It was actually 34 times, and that word prayer, prayed, prayer, whatever, is actually used in the book of Acts more than in any other book. And just one simple reading of that book, you will find the basicness of the church, the foundation of the church, was prayer. Now, prayer for the early church wasn't just a specific ministry of the church. It was essentially what the church was built and founded on. And unfortunately, what we see within our our churches today is that prayer has been put to the side as being a specific ministry of the church instead of it being a core function and core focus of the church. And really what I want to call our church back to today and what I want to call you back to today is to be basic and be basic by putting prayer back at the foundation of your life. And I want to call our church to, being, to put prayer as being basic at the foundation core of our church. You know, one of the core values of our church is that we believe that we are called to be a church that prays as if it all depends on God and works as if it all depends on us. Essentially saying, we just don't believe that we are called as the church to pray or, or work or prayer or, or to pray or to take 
action or just to take action or pray. We believe the church is called to pray and take action. And really what you see is churches are typically good at doing one or the other. You have churches that are very action-oriented and neglect prayer. You have churches that are very strong at praying and neglect working. But we said from the start we wanted to be a church that didn't pray or work, but prayed and worked, prayed and took action. Because we realize we can pray for people all day, but if somebody is hungry, they don't need a thought or they don't need a prayer. They need a meal. If somebody is hurt and broken, a prayer could help them, a thought could help them, but they might need somebody to walk with them and talk with them and walk beside them. They need action, not just prayer. But one of the things that we discovered about our church during this time is that whenever we started off, you know, our church is uh, coming up on our four year, our four year anniversary, our four year birthday uh, on September 19th. But one thing we, we, that we realized is that in this first three and a half years to four years that we have been a church, we've said we wanted to be a church of prayer and work. But honestly, what we have done is we have sided more on the work side. If you know anything about our church, if you've been a part of our church any amount of time, you know we want to make a difference in this city. And we have showed that. We have invested thousands of dollars into our city. We have invested thousands of man hours into our city. We have been actively participating in whatever we can do to help our city become practically better. We have been recognized for this by city council and by the school system, and we thank God for that. We have been proactively active in wanting to make our city better, but one of the, I won't call it downsides, but one of the things that we have, that we really realized going into this year, 2021, is one of the things that we have unfortunately neglected or possibly become imbalanced with is is with prayer, is that we are very active, but we were not very committed to and faithful to being a church that prayed. And really kind of the turning point, it was a quote that I saw by, by Samuel Chadwick that said this. He said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. And this quote really set into, into place a trajectory with our church where we've gone into 2021 where we said, we just don't want to be a church that actively moves. We want to be a church that combines what we said our core value was, praying with acting. And so we hired a part-time prayer coordinator. And you, and you probably know her, Claire Scott, who we absolutely love, who's just been a huge blessing to our church, a huge blessing to our staff. And so we said, you know what, we're going to actually bring on staff somebody that's going to coordinate prayer and oversee prayer for our church. We started something called Third Wednesday, which is our monthly prayer and worship service, which the next one is actually July 21st. Put it on your calendar now. Come out and join us. We have been experiencing the power and move and spirit of God in these monthly gatherings that we call Third Wednesdays. Third Wednesday, uh, Third Wednesdays. We started corporate times of prayer on Mondays and Wednesdays. 
We started life groups specifically designed to help people grow and to develop safe places to help people learn how to pray. And, 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 and these, these were all great and we were thankful for them. And we believe that they have set for us a trajectory within our church that started 2021 off strong. So really I feel like today is simply a recall to you and a recall to us individually and corporately saying, y'all, let's not forget the power, the purpose, and the basicness and the foundation of prayer and what prayer does and what prayer is for the church. That we are not called to just be a church that actively works. We do that. That's probably what we uh, side towards more, but we are also called to be a church that prays. And, I, and you, know, you know, really, there's a lot that I could say about prayer, and I've taught about prayer within the past. We did, we did a whole series, Pray Like Jesus. I, w- I would encourage you to check that out on YouTube, iTunes, whatever, and check that series out. There's a lot that I could say about prayer, but specifically today, I want to bring up three thoughts about why I'm calling us to get back to the basicness of prayer. And it really goes into, I believe, the heart cry of what people are longing for right now in our, in our culture. So I want to give you three thoughts about calling us back to the basicness and recall to prayer. First off, prayer comforts and challenges us. Prayer comforts and challenges us. And if there's two, two things that I think people, whether they're Christians or whether they're not Christians need is they, is they need to be comforted and challenged. There are some people you, you know right now that are broken and hurting and what they ultimately need is to be comforted. That they can know that there's somebody out there that loves them and cares for them. There's somebody beyond them that hears them and sees them and can relate with their pain. And that is one of the powerful things that makes Christianity unique is that it's God, you know, God isn't some far-off God that doesn't know what it's like to be us. That's the beauty of Jesus, is the fact that Jesus was fully God and fully man and came and experienced everything we experience. Where we have a God that can say, me too. If you can say, I'm having trouble forgiving this person, you have someone that can say, me too. If someone's saying, I've, I struggle with, with, my sex, with my sexuality, believe you have a God that can say, I've been in a, in a human body. I know what that struggle is. You got someone, I struggle with fear, anger. You have a God that can say, I, I've, I know what that struggle feels like. Yet Jesus did not sin. Yet scripture tells us he can identify with us because he's been in this body. I love what Hebrews chapter four says. It says this, so then since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So then let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Can you write, he understands in the chat section? I believe that's so important. If people are going to be comforted, they need to know that the God that they are praying and crying out to understands. And maybe you need to be reminded of that today. That God is just some God out, out there zapping powers. He's a God that says, I can relate with you because I understand I've been where you are. 
but also people just don't need to be comforted. Some people need to be challenged. One of the downsides within our culture is we can be creatures of comfort and we can just, you know, we can just, if you have a comfortable lifestyle, if you have a comfortable income, if you have a, you know, it's like we, we are set up to be a culture of comfort. And what that can actually do to Christians is that can actually make us too comfortable where we're not actually fulfilling what Jesus wants us to do because we're so focused on comfort because that's what our culture is pressing on us. So, so here's the thing, prayer, it comforts us, but prayer will also challenge you. Like, because honestly, in prayer, it's not just some monologue where you shout out to God your want-tos. Prayer is a dialogue where, yes, you share with him what you're walking through. You share with him what you actually need. But then there's a time you have to be quiet and listen. It is a dialogue. And I guarantee you, if you listen long enough to the Spirit of God and you give God room to actually speak to you and you listen, I guarantee he will challenge you to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. He'll say things like, give that person $500. He'll say things like, you've got a root of anger and bitterness and unforgiveness towards that person. You need to go to them and have that conversation. He will challenge you to say, that person needs some encouragement. Go over there and share with them about how I love them. Right? And, and really, I just feel this right now. I believe that some of you that are Christians, you are so bored with your faith. Like, you're just bored. Like, there's nothing exhilarating. There's nothing exciting about your faith and following Jesus. You're just literally bored. And really, I feel like what the Lord wants to say to you today is you're bored because you've stopped praying and given God room to speak to you. And if you would actually make room and, and actually make space and realize prayer isn't just a, a monologue, it's a dialogue, and give the Lord room to speak to you, He will challenge you and He... And he will challenge you, but then you've, you've got to obey. And once you obey, you'll step out of faith and get out of your comfort zone. And your faith and your following Jesus will be rekindled. But right now, you are so bored. You're even saying, what is the difference between this life and someone that follows Jesus? Or someone that, that doesn't follow Jesus. But today, I want to let you know, it's like, you need to be challenged. And prayer is the place. If you give space, open up. It will challenge you to live a life beyond just you right now. So I believe, man, if, if, if we are going to get back to the basicness in this time period in our church for you individually and corporately, we've got to get back to prayer because it comforts us and challenges us. Secondly, though, we've got to realize that with prayer, there are only some things that will only be changed by prayer. Only. There are relationships and situations right now that you don't have the power, the wisdom, the resources, the intellect to change. It will only take a pa the power and a move of God and that is only fought for and birthed in prayer. I guarantee right now you have a situation, you've, you've got something that you have exhausted all practical resources on. Like, and I'm a big proponent of that. Like, you know, when I counsel people, a lot of what I tell them is, do you have accountability? How is your, how, how is your discipline going? Like, you know, like I, I, you know, there's a lot of practical things we can do to see change and that we can do to bring change. There is no doubt about that. And I'm a huge proponent 
of that. But at the same time, there are some things in your life, relationships, situations, at your work, your job, your family, that you can't practical your way out of, out of it. There is going to be a there has to be a spiritual moving. There has to be a move of God that will not happen through our practical doings. It will only happen through the power of prayer. I love what Paul said when he was talking to the church in Corinth. He said this, For though we live in the world, we, and he says we, which we meaning Christians, do not wage war as the world, as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And what Paul's saying here is you've got to realize as Christians, we've got to see things differently. We just don't see them as, as the surface. We see what is going on in the spiritual realm that could be causing a stronghold. And, and, and they says we don't fight as the, as the world fights. Like we, we fight differently. Our weapons are not the weapons of the, of the world, our weapons are different. And the greatest weapon we have is we have communication and relationship with the God of heaven and earth. And there are just some things you can fight in the practical, you can fight in the natural, but there are some things that will only be overtaken, strongholds that will only be, be broken, relationships that will only be mended, solutions that will only be found as they are sought and bathed and received in prayer. I just wonder today, like, what are you walking through? What relationship are you struggling with? What problem can't you find? What situation are you walking through that if you just paused and actually prayed and, and fought the, the battle in prayer, would you actually see the breakthrough happen? And I know there's some of you watching right now, you've tried everything naturally. Well, I'm calling you right now to say, maybe this, whatever you're dealing with and battling, it's only going to be changed by fasting and prayer. You see this in Jesus' ministry. Matthew, I believe it's chapter 21. You got, you know, Jesus sends his disciples out and they're all doing great stuff, casting out devils, teaching, preaching. And they come back to him and they're like, yo, there's, there's this one thing we could not do. Like there's this one demon we could not cast out. And they came to Jesus and say, why couldn't we cast, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said, um, well, this kind only comes out by fasting and prayer. And, and, and essentially what Jesus was telling them is you don't have enough authority because the authority you need will come as you fight in the spirit through fasting and prayer. And that's what I, that's what I, be, I believe that the Lord wants to, be, wants to actually do and develop individually and corporately within our church is to give us a spiritual authority that will give us the ability to notice when there is a practical solution and when there needs to be a spiritual solution. And then when you notice there's a spiritual solution, we will then, because we have prayed and we have fasted and we are ready in the spirit realm, we can actually pray and see that thing change. Why? Because we know whose we are, we know who God is, and we, and we have the strength and the power and the authority in the spirit. There are just some things that will not shift, that will not change by practical, natural means. And we can see this even within the 757 within our city. Y'all, there are some things within our city that will not change by, by changing the laws. Praise God, we, there's laws that we want to see change. There, there's practical changes we want to see. But at the same time, there are just some things, there are some sins, there are some strongholds within our cities, even in your families 
that will not be changed unless somebody says this is a spiritual battle and I need to get down on my knees, put food away and fast because the answer is not practical. The answer is spiritual and he has given me the tools to fight and that is by having the ability to communicate and pray and speak to the God of heaven and earth who has all authority and power. Now, firstly, firstly, I don't even know if that's a a word, but firstly, I said we're going to get back to being basic because prayer comforts us and challenges us. We're going to get back to basic by realizing there are just some things that only prayer can deal with. But thirdly today, why we need to get back to basic is, and this is where I simply want to close, is because prayer reminds us of our true identity. Like we have an identity crisis, y'all. I believe so much of what I do and what our leaders do at Lifehouse Pastoring can pretty much be summed up by simply reminding people of who they are in Christ. Basically saying as a child of God, as somebody who has said, I submit my life to God, I submit my life to Jesus Christ, and I believe he died on the cross in my place and for my sin, and, and I receive him by grace, meaning there's nothing I could do to actually earn God's love. And there's, you know, I, I'm just putting my faith and trust in, in him. I feel like a lot of what I do is just like, you know, remind people and tell people who you now become because of that confession and you receiving a new identity. It, it's, it's like telling people who you are in Christ now. It's a shift in their mind. It's a shift in their perspective <clears throat> because we are constantly trying to find out who we are and whose we are. But as a Christ follower, those questions are answered. And the truth is this, you become a child of God. And I believe prayer helps us with this because even when you saw Jesus, when he was teaching his disciples to pray, like the disciples actually came to him and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. We don't know how to do this thing. Jesus said, hey, let me give you a template. And the first thing he said for them to pray was our Father. Essentially saying, before you ask for anything, before you come to Him with your list, before you even hear, you need to say, our Father. Essentially saying, you realize He's in charge. You're the son or you're the daughter. And your identity is as a son or daughter. And when you go to prayer, you are reminded of the fact that you are not in control, You are not in charge, that God is, he's a good father that loves you and wants the best for you. And so even whenever you pray, the more you engage in prayer, the more you can and will be reminded of your position, of of who you are, that there's nothing you could do to earn God's love, that, that you are accepted and you have access to and communication with your father, your good father. And I believe there's a reason why Jesus said that. Before, like the, our Father. Would you just type that right in the chat section right now? Our Father. Our Father. If you read the Bible, one of the main themes that you'll find, especially within the New Testament, especially as, as, as you read Paul's, Paul's letters to churches he planted, is you'll see this term, in Christ. Which is like Paul essentially saying, yo churches, let me remind you who you are now that you have received Christ. And he says, in Christ. But it's not just them being in Christ. It's Christ being in them. It's in Christ and Christ in them. Basically saying, now that you've joined yourself together 
with Christ. He wants to remind them about who they are and promises they have. And I just want to do that for you right now briefly. And these are all coming. There's actually 160 verses that Paul says, hey, in Christ you are now this. I'm not going to read all 160 to you, but I just want to give you a sample size of some of the things that Paul says and that Paul is declaring over churches he planted. That I just want to declare over you that if you are a Christ follower, this is who you are now. It says this, in Christ there is now no condemnation for you. In Christ, you can never be separated from God's love. In Christ, you have wisdom from God. In Christ, you are a new creation. In Christ, you become God's children. In Christ, you have every spiritual blessing. In Christ, you receive the forgiveness of sins. In Christ, you've been given incomparable riches of God's grace. In Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near. In Christ, you may approach God's throne with freedom and confidence. In Christ, your joy overflows. In Christ, all of your needs are met according to his glorious riches. In Christ, you are holy and faithful. In Christ, all things are held together. In Christ, you give thanks in all circumstances. In Christ, you have faith, hope, and love. In Christ, you have the promise of eternal Life. Let me define all of this for you. Here's the point. Let the one who created you define you. Let the one who fills you, the one who loved you, the one who died for you, define you. And, as the more, and more and more, as you practice prayer, and you prioritize prayer, and you spend time in your Father's presence, one of the byproducts of that will be is a consistent reminder. You're His kid. He loves you, and your identity as a son or daughter of God has been shifted and changed. Where when God looks at you, he doesn't see what you've done. He sees what his son Jesus did for you. So y'all, let's get back to being basic. Because if there's anything our world needs right now, they need to be comforted. They need to be challenged. They need a supernatural power beyond their practical means if they're going to see some things change but also too as we get back to being basic people will have a renewed sense of who they are in Christ as a son or daughter of God like I said Lifehouse has got back has started to get back to basic and basic being prayer like I said we hired Claire to be our prayer director we started our third Wednesday gatherings corporate times of prayer on Mondays and Wednesdays, we've got life groups specifically helping you know how to grow in, in, in your prayer life. And what I want to ask you to do today is take a step. Take a step in the direction of getting basic. So maybe you're like, John, I, I would love to grow in prayer. I really don't even know what, what that actually means, but I know I need to be comforted, challenged. There's some things in my life that I can't change through practical means, it's like, I want to know what my, what my identity is, then what you're essentially saying is you want to grow in prayer. And maybe you say, John, I don't even know what that actually looks like practically, but that's why we create systems and structures within our church is to give you places to grow in prayer. So look, if you want to ask, how can I take a step in getting basic and getting back to what the church was built on? And that's Prayer. I just want you to text prayer to 757-690-2401. Typically, whenever we ask you to respond, that's what we ask you to do. That's our church phone number. And so today's no different. If you say, John, I want to take a next step in knowing and learning what it is to have prayer, not just, not just 
to learn how to pray, but actually have it be the foundation of my life, of my walk with Christ, is communication with God. Just text prayer to 757-690-2401. But also, too, we are taking a step, not just individually today, but corporately, and I'm excited to tell you about something that we are launching today, and that is called 757pray.com. So back in December of 2020, we presented to you the Hope Offering, which the goal of the Hope Offering was to do a couple of different things. We helped launch Spark Church, which actually launched back in March, and they are a brand new church plant in Wesley Chapel, Florida. We were able to give them a check for $10,000, and they are doing incredible. I hear stories of life change from Pastor Garrett all the time of ways that God is moving in that church. So thank you for being generous and giving. But also, too, one of the main things that we presented before you that we wanted to do this year was start a city-wide corporate prayer ministry that we didn't really have a specific name for yet that would essentially get our churches in this city united on prayer, but also provide a place for those that don't know Christ, that don't have a church home, that possibly don't live in this specific area to, to have a place where they could, with depending on their comfort level, receive prayer, empathy, and guidance for their lives. And so we're excited today to say after six months of kind of of getting the framework rolling that 757 Pray is going to be launching today, and you can actually check out the website. It's 757pray.com. And really, here's the thing. It exists, 757pray.com exists to give persons churched and churched and unchurched, believers and unbelievers, a place to be heard and to have someone take their request to God. This is not a place to get them to join a church. This is not a place to get them to share their inmost thoughts. Like, like, like this is simply a place where we want to provide those that need comforting, that need challenging, that need change, that need to be reminded of who they are, everything we've talked about today. We want to provide a place for people to come with no strings attached. Have a place where they can come and have somebody listen to them and have somebody partner in prayer with them with whatever their specific need is. And Lifehouse family, this is happening because of your giving and your generosity and you sowing into the hope offering back in December. And we sincerely want to say thank you. We believe this 757 Pray is going to be a first step to many people knowing that God loves them, knowing that the church loves them, knowing that Lifehouse is here for them, and that we are a church that is for our city. And so, you know what, I believe even right now that you have people in your life, they will probably never step foot into a church, they would never want to talk to you, a pastor, but if you said, hey, there is a website here, you can, you can, you can give your prayer request privately, you don't have to share your, I mean, just, you just want somebody to know what's going on, or possibly they want someone to talk to, like, as I say, there's no pressure, it is simply a place that wants to provide people a place to share, a place to be prayed for, and a place where they can bring their request with somebody and bring it to God. But I believe right now there are people in your life that actually today you need to share 757pray.com with them. 
So would you, whenever we sign off today, would you just text somebody and say something simply like, hey, you were on my heart. I was praying for you, but I want to share with you a brand new website called 757pray.com. And if you would feel comfortable sharing with them, they have prayer counselors that would love to pray with you if you would desire. And just text something like that and just let them know if they would like prayer. Shoot them that website. And you never know what that could possibly spark. Because honestly, we believe that what people are longing for is a connection and a power outside of their natural selves. And that possibly 757 pray could be that connection point to someone finding life change through Christ. But ultimately, we want it to be a place where people can share, talk to somebody, be prayed for, and, and essentially have their requests brought to God. So thank you, Lifehouse, for giving, for providing the resources necessary to start 757pray.com. Would you text somebody that today and share that and share that with them? And let's see what God can do through you. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard, or said yes to Jesus, please reach out to us at LifehouseNN.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next step in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us online next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at LifehouseOnline.com or in person for a live worship service at 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Kiln Creek Regal Theater in Newport News, Virginia. Visit LifehouseNN.com for more information or to RSVP for a live service.